a look behind closed doors, an ear for disregarded topics, a voice for the quiet ones. Up next on Ara City Radio, Francisca explores local matters. On local matters this week, Ben George Coles dives into the wellness industry. More and more people here in Luxembourg, just as elsewhere, have started doing yoga, meditation and other practices to set a counterweight to the stressful everyday life and to improve their physical and mental health. Ben George Coles this week explores this thriving industry. His first guest today is Tristan Declef, a yoga instructor at Yoga Loft in Limpertsberg. Thank you so much for joining me, Tristan. Um, you hold that yoga is in fact something far broader and far more expansive than people, or at least people in this part of the world, tend to understand it. How is that then? Yes, a lot of people, when they think of yoga, they think of asana, like the physical practice of yoga. But in yogic philosophy, there's actually eight limbs, sort of eight stages, eight steps to yoga, asana being one of eight. So you're saying asana. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does it sound a little bit like asana? Oh, um, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, different accents, I suppose. But yes, it's a, it's a Sanskrit term. Okay. Meaning seat or pose. So you say there are eight limbs yes. of yoga. Does that basically mean there are eight types of yoga? So there's many more than eight types of yoga. So the eight limbs is a philosophy that there's eight steps. You have the first one, which is called yamas. This is kind of the external social ethics to follow. Then you also have the niyamas, which are internal ethics or yeah, personal practices. Then you have asana, which is the physical movement or seat of yoga, pranayama, which is mindful breathing, pratyahara, which is turning inward, dharana, which is concentration, dhyana, which is deconcentration, and then finally, the eighth one, you reach samadhi, which is bliss. That's kind of, if yoga has a goal, that is the goal. So it's like a whole way of life. Yes, then, exactly. Steps. Did you use that word, steps? You could see it as steps so in a way. Yeah, sometimes things go in order, sometimes they don't. Theoretically, you would start from the outside, kind of like a broader view of your life, and then slowly work inward. But everything is connected, so even if one step is, we can use quoting, like mastered, it might not directly lead to the next and vice versa. So... As we said at the start, it seems that it's it's really only one or two parts of that that we've really taken on in the Western world, mm -hmm. um, at least in the mainstream practice of yoga. Do you have any thoughts about like why that is? Is there a common sort of understanding within the yoga community of why that is? I think that yoga has become more modern and more popular. There's been a lot more different branches or styles of yoga more recently it's been kind of more put into like fitness regimes 
in gyms and things like this where a lot of the yoga philosophy is actually taken out and they just take out any sort of Sanskrit words and just use English versions Mm. and just poses with no Shavasana, which is like the resting pose at the end, which is usually one of the most important aspects of a yoga class. Because that's the meditative phase. Yes, it's kind of like that. Most yoga practices are around an hour and you spend kind of that hour prepping for this final stillness. Um, That's why we breathe. That's why we move to find that that stillness. Mm -hmm. And yeah, nowadays, a lot of classes focus just on the asana and not philosophy. Mm -hmm. Does make me feel disappointed with um, thinking of going to a yoga class or something that's called a yoga class, but really it is just a workout because you could call it anything else. For me, it's not honoring the tradition of where yoga came from Mm -hmm. and to uh, disregard using anything from the tradition or the language is is disappointing to me. I get that. But yeah, it strikes me you could also say the exact opposite that, you know, they are precisely honoring what they've learnt you know, what they've taken something that, that they see as a value from the yoga tradition and, and they honor the yoga tradition by continuing to refer to it that way. By focusing on only one, one aspect of a whole mm. picture? Yeah, I suppose the problem would be in just describing it as yoga, you know, full stop, rather than saying it's a yoga-inspired exercise routine or something like that if they called it a yoga inspired exercise routine would you still have an issue with it this in a way this is something that I've contemplated as the modern world is a complicated contradicting place Mm -hmm. so in a way I am grateful for certain aspects of modernized yoga because it opens the door to people who might have never been interested in it because of the, you know, the deep inner work or the philosophy. So if if it opens the door and somebody starts noticing some of the changes just from even moving with their breath and then they get a little more interested, I'm happy for that. One, one reason you might regret that is people like me perhaps, experience, have an experience of yoga and then they're kind of put off it by that experience because it is a quite a superficial version of it and they don't experience anything particularly wonderful and that is the kind of promise of yoga, right? That's the way a lot of people speak of yoga, like it has some great promise, it can really improve your life. Whereas my experience of it was that, you know, I maintained some positions for periods of time and some were slightly uncomfortable and others were not so uncomfortable and overall it was quite a boring sort of experience and I didn't feel any big difference in my body or my mind while it was happening or afterwards. So what would you say to someone like me? Um, I would hate to say that yoga is not for everybody. I would say if somebody has tried yoga and they didn't notice anything right away that's normal Mm -hmm. also because there are many different styles of yoga and so many different teachers and you can 
maybe try a couple different styles and different teachers and see if something resonates with you more. I think that's with any kind of class, there's some things that you're going to find interesting and not. Mm-hmm. Um, can you say maybe, I don't want to interrupt you, um, but can you say maybe what it is that you, for instance, or some of your students, what is it they're getting? What is it they're experiencing? What was it you experienced when, when you did it that, yeah, made you feel, I've got to bring this into my life? So I think a lot of people start practicing yoga because they, well, for example, in Luxembourg specifically, there's a lot of people who work in offices, who work long hours, who sit in traffic or on a train to get to work, then they sit at work. And a lot of times they come in because they have physical ailments. They're, they have headaches, their neck hurts, their low back hurts. So they're coming as a way to learn some stretches or to get a workout from sitting all day. Um, and that's all they come in for. That's all they care about. And that, is might, that might be the only thing they notice for a few weeks. Let's say they came to one class a week for some time. And then they started to notice that, oh, their, their posture changed. So now they're not getting the headaches and things. But then they might start noticing further things, for example. So in their physical body, they start noticing the changes. Then deeper in their body, as in like systematically, they start noticing changes because certain poses in yoga can affect the bodily systems as well, the organs. Uh, Let's say the twisting poses actually end up kind of having an effect on the lymphatic system, which improves, can, can help improve your immune system. So maybe you're not getting sick as often. Uh... Also, the twisting poses can help improve digestion. So maybe you didn't come in because you had digestive issues, but also now because of some of the asanas, you're having improved digestion. Also, yoga can start to, because of the breathing, the the meditative state that often comes at the end of a class, even if it's for just a couple of minutes, um, your nervous system can start to chill out as well. So Maybe you've been having trouble sleeping and these digestive issues, but now through calming the nervous system, you're sleeping better, you're digesting food better, you're not getting sick as often, now you're starting to have improved focus at work, and the ripple effect can then go from just you came in from your physical ailment, but now you're actually feeling better, and now your relationships are improving, you're work life is improving so I think that people often come in for physical ailments and end up coming out with a handful of other benefits one session a week would be enough you think a lot lot of people uh depending on time and finances you know one one class a week is all that they can make it to Mm -hmm. some people practice every day Mm mm-hmm Maybe, I'm just thinking out loud now, the existence of the industry and the fact that people have this deficit in wellness really points the finger in a quite aggressive way at problems in how society is structured, you know, how Mm -hmm. the economy is structured, Mm -hmm. how modern life works, the very mechanics of modern life. 
and really we need to address that you know mm -hmm. we need to address the mechanics of modern life and mm -hmm. the wellness industry is kind of just putting a band-aid on on these problems that we sh we need to address in a more fundamental way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay i I think that having a regular wellness practice, whether that's yoga or massage or a breathing course that you take, I think that having a regular wellness practice is more than a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. I think that by doing it regularly for a decent amount of time, obviously one class, one class could change your life, but um, I think it can actually change you as a person and that the more people that change and the stronger that that community of changed people grows, that more in impact can be had. I'm, I'm seeing so many more people say I'm not okay with the way that my job is or the way that my home life is functioning and and they see the change and they through having a wellness practice they gain that courage or that support or that community to make that change and the more people that start standing up for what they believe is true for them that changes can happen and I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are reaching that tipping point um, especially after COVID and yeah, I think a lot of people are are reaching that tipping point. They're ready. Right. They're ready for change. They're ready for more than a band aid. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a really encouraging thought. Then. So yeah, yoga not as the band aid, but as the the impetus to change our perspective on the mechanics of society and improve them in the necessary ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say, Tristan, before we we say goodbye? do yoga <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you i'm not sure whether i will but I, I mean hopefully at some point i will give it a go again thank you very much for your time i've really enjoyed the discussion thank you as well that was ben george coles interviewing tristan de clef a yoga instructor at yoga loft in limpersberg they talked about the essence of yoga that was our first episode of this week's Local Matters on the wellness industry. Tune in again tomorrow for more. That was Local Matters with Francisca Peschel every Tuesday to Thursday at 9.40 on RST Radio, 102.9, 105.2, 87.8 and in our podcast on rctradio.com.